Jesus is for me. Do you know, really know the depth of God's love for you? Do you know that God is for you and wants the best for you? Think for a moment of the ways that God has blessed your life. Isn't it amazing? Daniel is a 30-year-old young man who realizes the depth of God's love for him. Every Sunday, Daniel dances at the front of his church. And the church that he attends is not a dancing church. But it's Daniel's way of worshiping God. He dances to hymns. He dances to praise songs. He doesn't care because it's all about worshiping God for what he's done in his life. You see, Daniel's got something to dance about. Daniel was born to a mentally ill mother. So he was adopted by his grandparents. His grandfather was a very strong influence in his life. As they lived in a very rough neighborhood in Dallas. But his grandfather died. And all restraint on Daniel was gone. So as you can imagine, Daniel got involved with the wrong people and the wrong activities. He became enmeshed in the drug trafficking in his community. And eventually, a drug buy gone bad, Daniel ended up shooting and killing another person. Daniel was sentenced to the Texas Youth Commission until his 18th birthday, at which time he would be sentenced to hard time in the penitentiary. He was terrified on the day that he turned 18 and went before the judge to receive his sentence. No one expected anything good to happen that day. So everyone in the courtroom was shocked when the judge declared his decision. We are taking the recommendation of the Texas Youth Commission and suspending Daniel's sentence, reducing it to parole instead of time behind bars. Daniel was stunned, especially as he came to learn that the grandmother of the young man whom he had killed had written a note to the judge asking for leniency, asking that Daniel be given a second chance. This is an astounding picture of what Christ does for us. He doesn't give us what we deserve 
for our sin. Instead, he gives you and me a chance to start over, to begin again and again and again. Anyone out there besides me need second chances? Pastor Mark reminded us last week from the message version of Romans 12.1 that embracing what God has done for us is the best thing you and I can do for God. You see, those who realize how much they are loved are able to love much. Hear these words again from the Gospel of Mark. Hear, O Israel, hear, O Concord, hear, O Inglewood, hear, O Mark, hear, O Travis. Hear, O Cassie. Join me as I say this again and put in your name. Hear, O Debbie. Let's try that again. That wasn't very good. Hear, O Debbie. The Lord our God. The Lord is the one and only Lord. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. We call this the great commandment because Jesus is commanding that we love God with all that we are and that we love our neighbors as ourselves. There are three loves here that cannot be separated. All are an integral part of this command. Loving God, loving self, and loving others. So how do you express your love for God? Daniel danced. The grandmother wrote a letter. We attend worship. We sing. We pray. We read scripture. We study. We give. And we are thankful. And we serve. All of these are expressions of our love for God. We also spend time with God. And as we do this, we come to love God even more. As we spend this time with God, we come to realize our worth, our value based on God's perspective. Loving self is coming to be the person that God created us to be. Not the self-centered person that is our natural tendency, but the God-centered person who bears the image of God 
for our world. When we become the person that God created us to be, God does not take away our personality, but puts our characteristics to effective use in his service. Before Paul met Jesus, he was a brilliant, passionate, zealot who was persecuting people. After Paul met Jesus, he was a brilliant, passionate, zealot who sacrificed himself for people. Ephesians 2.10 reminds us, for we are God's masterpiece, God's handiwork, his workmanship. And we have been created anew in Christ Jesus to do the things that he planned for us long ago. Each of us is unique and God has created us for a purpose. But Jesus didn't come to rearrange the outside of our lives. He came to rearrange the inside of our lives. This is our true self. The identity that lets us love others as we love ourselves. You see, those who realize how much they are loved are able to love much. 1 John 4, 11 and 12 in the message puts it like this. My dear, dear friends, if God loved us like this, we certainly ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God dwells deeply within us and his love becomes complete in us. Perfect love. Loving each other is an act of worship to God. It is worshiping forward. It is the way the Spirit of Christ works through us. In John 13, 34, Jesus is talking to his disciples just after the Last Supper. You remember the Last Supper. At the beginning of the meal, Jesus washed the disciples' feet. This was the job of the lowliest person in the room. Jesus wanted the disciples and us to follow his example. So this is what he says. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. I wonder, what kind of proof am I displaying to the world? What kind of proof are we displaying as a church? See, it matters how we love because others are watching. We as a church, not just Concord, but the whole Christian church, 
can be a great advertisement to others for Christ. Unfortunately, we can also be a terrible advertisement to others for Christ. There have been so many squabbles and disagreements within the churches and between churches that others wonder why they would ever be a part of such a thing. Christ is love, but we as his followers often fail to display that love. Concord is no exception to this. We're sometimes, we sometimes become self-centered as a church. We are more concerned about growing the church than we are the people in our community that don't know Jesus. Jesus has done so much for us and we have this incredible hope that we can cling to because of it. And we live in a community that needs Jesus. Our world needs hope. Just look around. We desperately need the hope of Christ. Tony Campolo says, the church should be the only club in the world that exists for its non-members. Say that again. The church should be the only club in the world that exists for its non-members. Do you know what the fastest growing religion is in our country? Anybody have a guess? It's the nuns. That's N-O-N-E-S. The nuns have no religious or spiritual preference. They have none. In the five miles around Concord, the radius around Concord Church, 30% of the people are nuns. There are just over 14,000 people in Inglewood. 30% of that would be 4,200 plus a few. Over 4,000 people just around Concord that have no religious preference. The only information many in our country have is what is portrayed in the media, which usually when they portray Christians in the media, it's negative or they're the person that goes crazy. We live in a different world than most of you and I grew up in. We've sent missionaries to other countries to proclaim Christ to them for many years. Now, other countries are sending missionaries to us. In 1980, the U.S. and Europe accounted for over 80% of all Christians in the world. Now it's less than 40% of all Christians in the world. We are totally missing the mission field that is right here in our community. 
There are people who have no clue what Christianity and the church is about. Driving by our church, a young child asked their grandparent, what's the T on top of the church for? Really happened. As I was telling someone else about the story, they said they've had somebody ask them, why are you wearing a T on your necklace? There are people who have no idea how much Jesus loves them and what he has done for them. A pastor friend told me of two separate times that someone asked him if they needed tickets to go to church. You see, those who realize how much they are loved are able to love much. You may have noticed reserved seats around the sanctuary. I know that was an inconvenience for some of you, and you may have gotten even a little upset about it. It was intended to be a reminder that we are preparing for others to come. We are making room for those who do not yet know Christ. It's part of our vision to grow as a church to 220 by the year 2020. See, others need Jesus. It isn't about us. It isn't about you. And it isn't about me. Others in our lives and in our community need Jesus. And we are preparing a place for them. Each of us are called and gifted to serve. You're not too old or you're not too young to serve Christ. As long as you have breath, God has something for you to do. People need Jesus. There are quite a few opportunities that are coming this fall to Concord. We can grow in our understanding of God's love for us through the covenant Bible study. Our love for others can be lived out in our service. We can show others we are disciples of Christ by how we serve and how we love. You can join us on the fourth Wednesday prayer. Every fourth Wednesday we gather. August 24th we'll gather at 6.30 and we'll be praying for Northmont Schools. We always pray for something in the community. On September 10th, you have an opportunity to join in building a house in a parking lot at Stillwater Church. Concord has committed to bring at least four teams, we're hoping for five, of people to serve. It's an amazing witness. It's a wonderful opportunity to bring grandkids, kids, friends, neighbors to a non-threatening experience 
where they can meet some of the people in our church. You're not a builder. No skills are required. But if you really don't like hammering nails, there are other opportunities to get involved that day. On September 11th, we're starting new worship times, and Mark told you in the announcements, we need lots of people to serve. We need greeters. We need ushers. We need sound people. We need choir members. Band members. Each of us can do something. Our children and youth are always looking for people to assist in the care and for and teaching of our children and youth. If you don't know what you could do, talk to Mark and I. We might be able to figure out something that fits who you are at this season in your life that you can do for others, either inside the church or outside the church. Concord's mission is to connect, grow, and serve for the cause of Christ. We know we can't do everything to change the world, but by God's grace, we can all do our part. What we do and how we do it has eternal significance. You see, those who realize how much they're loved are able to love much. Please pray with me. Lord Jesus, we confess that we have not loved you completely. We have failed as a church to love others as we love ourselves. We have failed to love others in response to your incredible love for us. Let us fully understand the depth of your love for us, even though it is beyond our understanding. And let us remember. Let us remember that Christ humbled himself and came to live with us. He died an incredibly painful death for us. And he rose for us. And he sends his spirit to be with us always. Let us remember. Let us remember the countless blessings that Christ has brought us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for loving us and let us express that love by loving others. Bring people into our lives that need you. Let them truly know that we are your disciples by our love. We pray this all in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.